ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, back with another episode here on The Truth. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing with our positional breakdowns as we're going to be previewing first baseman here today. Hopefully you guys are excited. If you guys missed the other position breakdowns, I highly recommend you go check those out. We recently covered the catchers, relief pitchers, and starting pitchers, as well as staying alert on our 30 teams in 30 days as we continue with these players as well as positions to get you guys prepared for the upcoming MLB season. Starting off at number 10, who is your number 10 first baseman going into this season? At number 10, I have Andrew Vaughn. He was the third overall pick in 2019. And from his rookie year to his second year, he took a step up. Uh, he went from a 235 average to 271, 15 home runs to 17, 22 doubles to 28. He also went up, he only played in 134 games last year and hit had those numbers uh, of the 17 home runs, went triple, 28 doubles with a 271 average, a three. 21 on base I believe his numbers can go up even more especially even more comfortable opportunity of him playing first his more natural position they were moving him into the outfield last year just because they didn't really have space at first uh I believe with him being more comfortable at first uh he's going to be able to hit a little more have more confidence at the plate I'm going to go ahead and go with my guy, Jose Miranda. Now, Jose Miranda is a guy that can be flexed in multiple positions. I believe he can also play third base, and he also plays DH for my Minnesota Twins. But he is going to be talked about here, at least for me in my first baseman segment. Jose Miranda played in his first season last year in the MLB, as well as his first season, obviously, with the Twins. Played really well. Added 268, 15 home runs, and 66 RBIs. If you were to see those stats, you'd think that he'd have a great season, but he actually started off the season a bit rough. He was struggling. He was batting under 100 starting to go back down to the minor leagues, and all of a sudden just figured it out. Had a big home run against Josh Hader on the America's or Baseball Game of the Week on YouTube or whatever, and I think that really changed the season for him. But he played in 125 games last year, relatively very solid baseball player, and I'm expecting a lot of power numbers from him, but he also hits for average. A lot of the guys in that lineup are going to be able to um, get on base for him to get in those RBIs. Number nine for you. At number nine, I have CJ Crone. He's going to benefit from Coors Park Park playing in Colorado. Last year, he had 29 home runs, and the year before that, he had 31. I project him to be right around that 30 home run area. Uh, Sorry, he had 28 home runs two years ago, 29. He's going to be right around that three home runs. Last two years, 28 doubles, 31 doubles, around there. Three triples and one triple. I can see him being around that area. Last year, he took a step down in average hitting 257 year before that was 281. I believe that 281 is a little bit of a stretch. I could see him hanging around like 265 range. They got a lot of young prospects. That they're going to probably make a better de- debut this year. And I can see that really helping out his uh, RBIs, which he had 102 last year. I'm going to go with Anthony Rizzo at the number nine spot. Now, Anthony Rizzo might be a little bit low on these people's radars for me putting him at the number nine spot. But, you know, Anthony Rizzo is a guy that year in and year out has definitely proven his stomping grounds. Had 32 home runs last year for the Yankees, um, which tied his career high, I believe. He's had 32 in four other years. It's actually insane to think about. 75 RBIs and a 224 batting average. He's got the power. You know, early on in his career, you could argue he's more of a batting for average as well as power bat, but I think more now he's just a strictly power bat. Playing for the Yankees this season, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to be a big run producer. 
Um, I believe he's a really good defender as well, too, which doesn't matter much for fantasy purposes. But Anthony Rizzo is a guy that's won a World Series, and he's going to be one of those guys that helps the Yankees have success and join alongside those Bronx Bombers because, man, they got a Bronx bombing team. Next, your number eight. I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot about Rizzo. He's not on my list. He would probably kick off Vaughn and be around that same area. But at eight, I have Reese Hoskins. Hoskins isn't going to hit for average, but he's going to hit you home runs. He's going to – he walks a lot. Hoskins is just going to be overall pretty good. It's all bad, uh, at least count for the counting numbers. 30 home runs last year, 81 runs, 79 RBIs. Not a lot of stolen bases, but I, he's going to be consistently at that 240 range with the high – High th- mid to high threes uh, on base percentage. He hit 33 doubles last year. He's going to give you pretty solid numbers, but he's going to strike out a decent amount, but he's going to make it up with some walks. My number eight is going to be CJ Crone. You obviously mentioned him. The impact that he's had playing at Coors has been huge for him. Um, you know, he's batting. 257 last year, the year before 281, but 29 home runs and 28 home runs stick out to me, as well as 102 RBIs and 92 RBIs. He's actually had a pretty solid career. I feel like he's had a quiet career. He's just done what he's needed to do. Had a good season with the Rays as well as the Twins, but definitely he's made a home in Colorado. I believe he was an all-star, if I'm not mistaken, he um, was last year. So he's got a lot of power. He's a great, versatile bat. And I think the difference between him – and maybe a guy that really is a big power bat is he's able to be a powerful hitter, maybe not the 40 home runs you'd expect, but have a good solid average as well. And playing in Coors Field on a daily basis is definitely going to help you regardless of um, what team you're on. Who is your number seven? At number seven, I have Jose Brayu. He has potential to be top five. Obviously, he won his an MVP in 2020. But he's going to hit you 30 to 40 doubles. He's going to, which last year hit 40. His power is down a little bit, only 15. Uh, I can see him getting back up to that 20 range, hitting right around 290 to 300. Good, good on base, good RBIs, good runs, especially going to Houston. I think those numbers are just going to start stat padding. And he's really going to make a case for the Hall of Fame, even though he is a little bit on the older set, 36 already. And he could top, he could break the top five, but I just have him here for now. Uh, not really a particular reason, I just where I have him. Yeah, I'm going to go with a complete wild card here, and this is going to be strictly on what I'm expecting him to do this season. It's Josh Bell at the number seven spot. Josh Bell has been so spotty, especially as of late, but I'm thinking 2019 Josh Bell. That's what I'm thinking here with his new home in Cleveland. We've talked about him being a uh, player for the Pirates, obviously, as well as the Nationals, and then moving on to the Padres where he was very much of a disappointment. But I think alongside Jose Ramirez, that corner infield is going to look great for Cleveland. I expect him to have not necessarily 37 home runs, 116 RBIs, about 277, but have a tremendous season this year, a season that's kind of been not necessarily long-awaited because he is a very good, reliable option, but I think a season that not only he'd like to have as well as maybe some fantasy owners of Josh Bell, but that's a big risk going with him, especially at the number seven spot. But I think his risk-reward is definitely benefits compared to maybe a guy that's going to be not necessarily consistent, but a guy that's been struggling as of late. Who is your number six? At number six, I kind of have uh, – this guy, this would be a big breakout to make him at this spot. 
But I could honestly see it with the lineup and the improvements that they have. It's Nathaniel Lowe for the Texas Rangers. Last year, he was a silver slugger. He hit uh, – sorry, baseball reference wants to pop up ads. Uh, three, last year, he hit 302 with a 358 on base. OPS plus of 141. Uh, he had 48 walks, 147 strikeouts. He's going to strike out a decent amount. But had 76 RBIs, 27 home runs, three triples, 26 doubles, 74 runs. And last two years, he's played 157 games each year. I could, if he stays around that number and keeps on producing and progressing how he has over the last four years, and with the help that he's got offensively, I could see him being at this range. I'm going to go with Reese Hoskins. When you talk about consistency, I feel like Reese Hoskins been a guy year in and year out that's played phenomenal in that aspect. He had 30 home runs, 246, oh, sorry, 90, sorry, 79 RBIs, excuse me. Hasn't crashed at 100 RBI threshold yet, so he's a big, you know, solo two-run shot kind of guy. But when you have 30 home runs in the roster that the Philadelphia Phillies have, those RBI numbers come. I might go a step further and say he's going to get over 100 RBIs for the first time in his career. The closest he's been was 2019, where he had 34 home runs and 96 RBIs. I think he'll continue to stay around the 30 home run range and continue to keep his average around 240s, which is something that he's done a really good job with in his career. But obviously, tremendous impact on the Phillies last season was a big reason why they made the World Series. And I think this year, is in, you know, he's going to be another reason why the, the Phillies have success. Your number five. At number five, I arguably a guy who could be number one uh, is Matt Olson. Last year, he, he in his career he only hits two fifty, but now with the shift ban, he I could see him hitting two seventy. It's not crazy to say, especially if you look at the shift that he gets every year. Last year he had thirty four home runs uh, with Atlanta. Obviously, he moved over uh, from Oakland. Where he in Oakland in 2021, he hit 271 even with the shift with 39 home runs. Matt Olson also Matt Olson Matt sorry Matt Olson also had 44 doubles, 103 RBIs, 84 runs. He's getting back a healthy Acuna. He's getting back a healthy Ozzy Albies. The team's young and primed to make another run for the World Series and potentially win. And Matt Olson's going to be a big part of that. I'm going to go with Jose Abreu. I'm not really going to dig into his stats because I just did that in the Chicago White Sox show that you guys saw the other day. But Jose Abreu is a guy that's really going to be able to be on the field for you. He plays in almost every game throughout the season. He's going to provide you with great average, great home runs, and great RBIs. And that alone, it should be something for fantasy owners to really jump at and really have success with. And I think that's going to be one of the reasons why he's a top five first baseman this year. And I think even going to Houston, he might even have a better chance to have more success. So I'm really liking Jose Abreu at my number five spot. Number four. At number four, I have last year's MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. One through four is kind of a mismatch, kind of just depending on who you like at first base. Last year, I don't really have to say his number. 317 average, 404 on base, 35 home runs, 41 doubles, 115 RBIs, and 106 runs. Colorado's, or sorry, not Colorado. Cardinals are a great team, and he could repeat these numbers. After reading those, I kind of think I want to move him up, but honestly, the potential these other guys have to have better seasons than that is pretty good, in my opinion. 
Yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go with Freddie Freeman at the number four spot. Again, one through four, assuming they have the same one through four. But, you know, you think, look at a lot of uh, fantasy outlooks. One through five, but specifically one through four, seem to be interchangeable. Freddie Freeman last year, maybe a little bit of a down year compared to previous years as far as his home run numbers, only at 21. Still had 100 RBIs and batted 325, so a very reliable option. And played in 159 of 162 games. Second straight season where he's played in 159 games, so he stays relatively healthy. Actually, really healthy for that matter. I'm knocking on wood, so I don't jinx him. But very reliable option, a great batting average first baseman, and great power, too. One of the more interesting swings, in my opinion, in all of baseball, but as a guy that you're going to want to go ahead and get. Um, and I think this year is going to be another good year for him. The reason why I have him a little bit lower is just because, you know, his impact with the Dodgers in year one was definitely something that was a bit concerning. So be curious to see if they have uh, the impact right there. Who is your number three? At number three, I have Pete Alonso. It's kind of weird. Uh, he hit two, 271. Uh, it's not in 40 home runs, 131 RBIs, 95 runs, 27 doubles. He had five stolen bases. You wouldn't think he would, but somehow he made that happen. Pete Alonso is – I could see him getting back that 50 home runs. He's just a beast at the plate. And one of the weird things I noticed last year may have helped with his average is he went to axe handle bat. I know a lot of people who may be watching this don't know that, but it's a little bit different handle. It's a little more comfortable in your hands when you swing. And I think that may have helped him get to a couple more baseballs to go the other way compared to just pulling the ball or just rolling over. Yeah, Pete Alonso is my number three guy. Um, I didn't actually know that he switched bats, but it is kind of funny that you mentioned that because I did watch a lot of Mets games. Seems to be the Mets or the NL East is always on like Sunday night baseball. Um, but you could definitely see a little bit of a change on Pete Alonso's bats. So it's kind of cool that you brought that up. But yeah, his powers number three speak for himself. I mean, when he played 161 games at the Mets in 2019, he had 53 home runs. Last year, 40. Um, he's won the Derby like twice, I believe. He's a very good, powerful bat. And he bats for average, too. Maybe not as high as a guy like Freddie Freeman, but still 260, 270. It's absolutely phenomenal. 131 RBIs last year is absolutely insane. This guy, honestly, you can make an argument for number two or even number one, but there's just so many great first basemen, especially in this group. It's really hard to differentiate between the four. Who's your number two? At number two, I have Freddie Freeman. You just talked about him. High average, high on base. He's going to get you. A good amount of RBIs, a lot of runs because he hits number two in the lineup, which is kind of weird because you would think as a first baseman and who has some good pop would hit a little bit later, but he still had 100 RBIs. He only had 21 home runs last year. I think he could get up to that 30 range where he was the year before at 31 or even a couple years ago in 2019 when he had 38. I could see him around 25 to 30. Uh, Pete Alonso in that lineup with the Dodgers will just be scary. Sorry, Freddie Freeman. I said Pete Alonzo. Yes, all right. I'm going to go ahead and go with Vladdy at the number two spot. It was really hard to put Vladdy at the number two and Goldschmidt at the number one. But again, it's really interchangeable. But Vladdy, really good season last year for the Blue Jays, really has kind of developed into the, one of the more marquee players, only 23 years old. 32 home runs last year, 48 the year before. He also had 111 RBIs in his breakout campaign, batting 311. So you know what you're going to get out of Vlad Guerrero. You know what you're going to get out of that Blue, J- Blue Jays batting lineup. And overall, it's really good to see Vladdy have success. A lot of people were high, high expectations for him with the way that you know he's been playing. Well, his dad, I should say, played throughout his career. But this is a really good guy, and you're going to be very pleased to get a guy like Vladdy Guerrero. And then your number one, I'm assuming, is Vladdy. 
Yes, number one is Vladdy. He's going into his 24th season. He made his debut when he was 20, which is kind of wild that he's going into his fifth season this year already. Uh, some people could say he had a down year. He, you, last year, he only hit 274. I say only, but that's really good. And played in 160 games. Year before that, he bat 311 in 161 games. He's going to get you games. Uh, they had to basically – his teammates taped him to a pole to – on his one day off in 2021. I don't know if you saw that video, but it was kind of funny. I did. Uh, they had to get him out of the lineup, so they taped him to a pole the one game that he missed all year. Uh, if he's healthy, which he has been, he's going to play in games, I could see him surpassing that 50 home run mark finally. Yeah, you know, my number one is Paul Goldschmidt. I, I really had a hard time, especially at the top four. You can interchange them. But Paul Goldschmidt, I'm going strictly off of his career and just how he's been playing last year. 317 batting average, 35 home runs, 115 RBIs. There's no reason why he was the MVP. And obviously, he's played almost every single game possible throughout his career, besides obviously 2011 and maybe 2014 when he was with the Diamondbacks. But he's a great player. I'm really expecting him to maybe make a run for MVP once again. But just a tremendous player. It's really hard to not go anywhere past him. But then again, um, you never know. There's a lot of good players in this this first baseman pool. And I forget this every show. Do you have a breakout first baseman or no? I do have a breakout first baseman, and it's your boy Jose Miranda. You kind of covered it already with the stats before. The Twins lineup is going to get a little bit better. I think he's going to get off to a hot start compared to where he was. I believe just the other day he had like a two-home run game. And they were long shots also. I believe they were both over 440 feet. In spring training, in spring training, his stats are insane. Um, he's hitting 455, 600 on base, four walks, only one strikeout, three home runs, four RBIs, one double, and three runs. He's a five for 15. Yeah, five, sorry, five, yeah, five for 11 in his 15 plate appearances. And he's only played five games this year. Miranda is in a prime position to go off this year. Well, there you have it. Another positional breakdown. Hopefully you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter. The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. If you guys want to check out the other positional breakdowns, I highly recommend that. And I also highly recommend you take a look at our 30 teams and 30-day series. We have currently gone over the NL Central and AL Central and we're starting today with the Washington Nationals in the NL East Division. As always, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, joined by AJ Ponciano. Take care and good night. Peace.